Hey guys, I'm Dan Moran. I'm Patrick Inhofer. I'm Robbie Carmen. And welcome back to another episode of From the Mailbag. Uh, this week we want to have a look at a question from a member called Dan Diaz. And he is wondering, is it possible to get Red Rocket performance from a GPU? And I think with the power of GPUs these days, I think it's pretty plausible. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think that um, there's very few people who are thinking seriously about investing in Red Rocket cards and the Red Rocket X anymore. I mean... Red Rocket uh, has always been sort of this like pain in the ass piece of hardware because you went out and got one because you were doing a lot of red work. It costs, you know, five forty five five, you know, something like that, forty five hundred or five thousand dollars. And you went out there and it only did one thing. It only debayered your red footage. And it kind of always felt like to me and I've owned a couple over the years that this is really expensive piece of plastic that's prone to breaking, prone to overheating and doing other bad things. And it only does this one thing. Um, so I, this is something that I kind of, uh, I kind of welcome. Um, and when you kind of combine the fact that tools like Resolve and others can now do debayering on the GPU and the fact, I mean, remember when the Red Rocket was announced, its big thing was that it was taking this heavy lifting off of the CPUs and onto this card. Well, now in combination with the fast GPUs, and remember the CPUs these days are wicked fast and there's so many cores. Well, you know, it just goes to show you that there's a lot you can do without uh, a dedicated proprietary piece of hardware. Pat, I know that I know that uh, you've never rolled a Red Rocket. What has your experience been uh, prior? I guess let me say this. What's your experience been prior to Resolve and other tools enabling GPU support with Red Footage? Yeah, well, and let's also just give... Um do uh, gratitude to Red for releasing the SDK that allows us to process their their footage on GPUs. I think it's just kind of an acknowledgement by them that they just weren't willing to invest the time and energy to keep their hardware uh, kind of you know current. At, at, and for me, uh, I, it's been great. I mean, I've gone from Red being a real pain in the butt. I can get it done. But, you know, it really, render times took forever. I'd have, to, I'd have to leave a day between jobs if one job was a red job just to double-check everything, re-render things out. Now I treat red like any other piece of footage. And, uh, and red times are, uh, render times are very quick. And, yeah, I'm happy. So I am thrilled with the red SDK release, and I am thrilled with GPU debayering. How about you, Dan? I mean, you probably do more red work than any of us um, because of all the commercial work that you do. Uh, and you're also on Linux, which is a little bit of a special case. What has your what has your experience been so far? I mean, you guys still have Red Rocket cards stocked in the boxes. Are you depending uh, on the GPUs? What's going on there? We still have the Red Rocket in there, but it's turned off now because the very first Dragon job, I think it was Dragon, um, basically came up black because the old Red Rocket was just not going to work yeah. with it. And we found out we had to buy a brand new $5,000 card just to you know, use one new format, we thought, let's try the GPU route. Right, that's right, because that Red Rocket was limited to 4K resolution, and you had to go to the Red Rocket X for, you know, the 5K work or the 6K work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was kind of like, do we want to spend $5,000 on new GPUs, or do we want to buy another card? <laughs> um, and I've had a good test. Like, my second Dragon job had 20, maybe 20 layers of Dragon, uh, all in the timeline at the same time. And it all, like, I'm not going to say it's real time, but we could manage it. Uh, and it didn't crash, which was my big worry that you'd run out of GPU memory and it would all get a bit confused. Um, and now I've like I automatically just go straight in with Red now, no worries. Well, yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, that's been my experience as well. I mean, I, I think that since the GPUs have gotten involved in tools like Resolve that it's not, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, I'm not getting, you know, full res premium on every, you know, on everything I do. Um, but Pat, I think you mentioned this prior to recording this episode that, you know, in combination with new tools like the render cache in Resolve 11, I mean, you can pretty much work in real time if you have a little time to spare to like sort of pre-render the shot. And I know in our uh, recently released Resolve 11 training, you actually showed people how to do this with the render cache, sort of uh, caching those debayering settings first in a clip and then grading like normal. And it just becomes as easy as ProRes or DNX HD. Yeah, once you get used to Resolve's render cache, I just I like throwing it into smart mode and then it'll automatically cache off uh, whatever, however you've got it set up to deal with uh, the debayer and in your system settings. And, uh, and so I just let it do that. I'll walk away and let it render out the entire timeline, and then I'll just grade on top of that. And uh, that, that has worked out really, really well. Um, and to the point where you could even, you know, I could, I could set my cache at ProRes422HQ, not even necessarily go 444, and then I'll break it if I need to. If I start seeing some sort of artifacting, then I'll break that render, look at the shot like it actually is. But in the meantime, work at premium, essentially. I work at premium with the render cache as long as I give myself the time up front to let that initial cache happen. Uh, then I can work a premium. That's something I should try, I think. Yeah, no, it, it works well. But I mean, I think you make an interesting point that you do have to invest a little time in the front yeah. end getting those shots to sort of pre-render. And, and But I mean, that's something that you can, you know, fine, you can form the job, you set it up, it's the end of the day, just keep everything open, switch the timeline into a smart render cache and, you know, let it go overnight. You come back in the next day and again, it's like rendering ProRes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's session time management, right? I mean, and you just have to know that's a red project. I've got these system limitations. So I need to build into my workflow the hour or two or three it might take if it's a, you know if it's a full movie full-length feature it might take me a couple hours in order to make that initial render now i think dan's question is missing and that's dan diaz our member not dan <laughs> uh not dan moran <laughs> um it, it's missing one little bit of nuance though because i think a lot of users think that um and when it comes to raw formats and red specifically everything is happening on a red rocket card or a GPU or something like that. Uh, and that's not entirely true. You know, in the case of red, that debayering can happen on the GPU, but the decoding of the image, sort of the compression and all that kind of stuff, the red code part uh, is still happening on the CPUs. Um, so it, it does really pay to have you know, beefy processors these days. And then, you know, you see uh, machines with, you know, dual 12 cores, dual 14 cores. I mean, I noticed the other day processors from uh, Intel that were dual 18 cores, you know, so you can have 30, what is that, 36 cores in your system. Yeah, and that takes a lot of that uh, sort of, you know, sort of performance hit off of your CPUs when you have uh, beefier uh, CPUs, not just GPUs. Now, to directly address um, Dan's question from my point of view, is he asks, is there a GPU, I'm guessing he's asking a singular one, or a number of GPUs that you could use to get the same performance? Uh, that's a really kind of loaded question that I don't think we can provide an yeah. exact answer for because if you're like Dan, who does 419 nodes of blur and qualifications and everything on a shot, right? Uh, then, you know, your GPU is going to be able to handle a lot less. Um in my general experience, uh, because the footage that you're working with is so um, uh, high resolution, um, you're going to need GPUs that have a lot 
a lot of memory. You know, cards like the Titans with six gig. Uh, the new I love the Titans. Titans are great. The new um, the new Quadro K fifty two hundred, which has eight gigs of RAM. And then if you really want to spend some dough, the um, uh, the K six thousands. Uh, with 12 gigs of RAM, or even uh, the Titan Z, which is a dual uh, Titan card, uh, which has 12 gigs of RAM. That's going to get you far. Um, Dan, which card? What cards are you running in your system now? Uh, we have the original Titans, not the the latest ones. They're still really good, but um, yeah, I think the the newer ones are like even faster. I think I think they double the speed again. Yeah, they, well, they, they yeah they've gotten faster, and then the the Titan kind of combines two titan blacks on the same card oh the titan black yeah, yeah. the only bummer about the uh, I want the only bummer about the titan z is that uh in certain configurations it takes up three card slots instead of two card slots so uh you might not you, ah, so i don't be able to put two in I guess. yeah you know you don't have a, any room for anything else but who cares as long as you have the uh, the powerful gpus <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and one last tip on buying the cards because a lot of people ask well can i get away with like the gtx cards as opposed to you know, some of the higher-end cards that Robbie just mentioned. And the answer is, for a lot of things, absolutely. What the big difference between the GTX cards and the higher-end cards is when you put your graphics card under sustained pressure. So it's one thing if you're, if you're gaming for a little while. It's another thing if you've got 36-hour renders going on. And if you're the type of person doing the type of projects where you're going to have a 36-hour render going on, then you want to step up to those higher-end quadros. But because those GTXs aren't specced out to handle that kind of heat load for that period of time. And that's where you'll start getting all sorts of hits in your renders, maybe Resolve quits out on you, that type of thing. So just one little tip there for giving away uh, GPU advice. Yeah, totally. I mean, I mean, even though the Titans and the Titan Blacks and the Zs are GTX cards, I, I overall... Mm, they're kind of premium GTX. I they're think premium guys. GTX, but your advice is perfect. I mean, that's why... You know, NVIDIA themselves as a company actually make the Quadro cards, whereas the GTX, including the Titans, those are licensed out to EVGA and other people. So you're absolutely right, Pat. I mean, when you look at it on pure specs, some people always go, well, the Quadros don't seem as fast or as beefy. Well, that's because they're scaled back a little bit for ultra dependability, as you pointed out. So, Dan, I hope this helps you answer your red GPU conundrum a little bit. Uh, remember, if you guys have any GPU questions or other hardware questions or color grading and style questions, be sure to use the comments and ask us a question. We'll be sure to record it on our next mailbag. So, for MixingLight.com, I'm Robbie Carmel. I'm Patrick Inhofer. I'm Dan Moran. And thanks for listening.